What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Today, we're going to be featuring a restaurant called Yakini Quest. It was opened in 2014 in Boat Key, Singapore by a husband and wife duo Suguru Ishida and his wife Tomoko to showcase the highlights of their Yakiniku Chronicles or Japanese grilled beef. Just a little bit of a backstory about Mr. Ishida. He is not a trained chef. Instead, the self-taught yakiniku expert draws from his personal experiments with various meat grilling techniques. Mr. Suguru, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Adrian. Thank you for having me today. You opened this outlet with your wife in 2014 in Bode Key. Out of everywhere in the world, why did you decide to open up your restaurant in Singapore? Oh, well, uh, there are some reasons, actually. At the beginning, like you said, uh, I am not trained to share. This is my first time to uh, open the restaurant. So uh, at first, I was like dreaming, thinking about uh, opening it in New York is good or something. But uh, finally, I decided at Singapore for the many reasons. But uh, one of the big reasons is uh, establishing the company or opening the restaurants. The rules and regulations are very clear in Singapore. So it was easier for me to set up the business as a foreigner. And then uh, also, I found Singapore is a very Japanese-friendly country. Many people like Japanese food, so that helped a lot. And then uh, one of the biggest things is I had a friend here and who also in the F&B industry. And then she gave me advice to help me just uh, setting up. So those are the reasons. And the idea of opening up this restaurant didn't just happen overnight. The name itself, Yakini Quest, kind of reiterates that it was a quest to find the best Japanese grilled beef, of course. So tell me a little bit more about the origins of the restaurant. I did not work in the FIB industry. I used to work for an advertising company. At that time, my biggest hobby was eating around the yakiniku. And I used to eat around like a 150 plus yakiniku restaurant annually. And then uh, I have to uh, more than 2,000 yakiniku restaurant in total, actually. And then uh, in 1998, I started a to eating around Yakiniku together with my friends. And then uh, I used to have like a monthly gathering for the, to eat around the Yakiniku. It was a, a searching of the Yakiniku restaurant in Japan. And then I continued to do that. And six years after, we launched our online blog to document our Yakiniku experiences. We named that blog Yakiniku Quest. So that was the beginning. Okay, then uh, that blog uh, soon came into fame and then uh, among foodies. And I was on like a, a TV show, media, or even I published a few books about yakiniku. But that was not enough for me. I wanted to uh, spread yakiniku not only in Japan, but uh, outside of Japan as well. I thought like maybe writing blog was not enough to do that. And instead, well, maybe it's better to open the good yakiniku restaurant at outside of Japan. So that is a starting point. Begin to think about uh, opening yakiniku restaurant. Yeah, so I did mention you opened your restaurant in 2014 in Bode Key. What were some of the initial challenges that you encountered then? And how did you, along with your wife, overcome these challenges? 
All right, so uh, of course, uh, everything was a challenge, uh, especially for me. Like I said, I was new for F&B business, and then this was my first time to do business outside of Japan as well. So everything was challenging, and like uh, I need to start over with the, all the laws, you know, labor labor acts, and establishing company. And then uh, dealing with the suppliers, all kind of things. I need to start from the beginning. So everything was challenged. But uh, I would say the toughest challenge is the training staff uh, because we need to train staff who never had yakiniku before to understand all about yakiniku at a very high standard, like a knowledge for the beef, even for eating habits, Japanese eating habits, manners. And of course, the grilling technique, because uh, in our restaurant, our staff will grill for customers. So grilling skill is so important. So the training staff is, I would say, the biggest challenge. Yeah, training staff is, of course, quite a challenge. But also, you are not a trained chef. So all the skills that you picked up, how hard was it to really get that message across? And uh, because it must have been incredibly tiring on your part as well, because not only are you trying to learn, but you're also trying to implement your philosophy on everyone else. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, the, for me, uh, learning the skill was not tough. Actually, it was fun for me because I, I learned the technique throughout my uh, eating around the experience. And so it was fun. But training staff is actually a bit tough because uh, we need a staff to understand the difference between the proper grilling technique and not, not so proper grilling technique. So the, the result will be very different. So I needed to explain and then I needed them to experience the difference of the grilling technique. So uh, that was a bit tough. It was tough. We're in conversation with Suguru Ishida. He's the co-owner of Yakini Quest. This is a Yakiniku restaurant located at the Mandarin Gallery. So tell me a little bit more about how you describe your establishment to someone who's never been there. Okay, we are Yakiniku restaurant. And then uh, I think Yakiniku, the word Yakiniku is getting kind of popular in Sapporo. So everyone has the idea of what Yakiniku is. But uh, we are not like the typical Yakiniku restaurant. I can point out two points. First of all, we are omakase only Yakiniku restaurant and specialized in beef only. So that will be the biggest difference. And then the second point will be, uh, like I said, uh, in typical Yakinic restaurant, customer grill by themselves. But in our restaurant, our staff, our trained staff will grill for you. So that will be a big difference. Yeah, you get the whole experience. It's incredible because you don't have to do any work. You just have to sit there and wait for everything else to happen. In terms of recommendations from the menu, what are some of the must-try items that you offer? One of the must-try items is yakisuki, which is like a sukiyaki-style yakiniku. We use a big and thin piece of the strip loin and enjoy with the dipping sauce, which we use the raw egg yolk and the sukiyaki sauce. And that's a... That's a most of the guests favorite and also uh we serve very thick tongue which we call tongue steak and then for this one we only use the back side of the tongue which is the best part of the tongue and then uh, i think uh, you can really uh, find it in singapore uh, you, you can really find this one in singapore thick tongue steak and then uh, this one has to be grilled with a trained person that if you grill this one successfully, this one will give you a whole different taste from the tongue you basically have. 
So this one, I would say a must try. And then the third one will be a niku soumen. In English, we call this a beef noodle. Uh, it's like a thin cut beef. We cut the beef like look like a noodle and dip in a dashi broth. So uh, uh, this one is uh, one of the signature for us as well. A lot of people will be wondering as well, what is your pricing strategy like? So can you tell me a little bit more about this? Okay, uh, we have lunch and dinner menu, but our price will be very simple since we only serve omakase calls. And then for lunch, uh, we have two omakase calls, uh, which we call shik calls and appetite calls. And uh, shik uh, was developed for everyone who do not have much time for lunch. And then, uh, well, I understand that most people have limited time for lunch. So uh, this shit course is uh, something sort of like an express version of the omakase course. So the diners can complete their meal within an hour. And then uh, for those uh, who can afford more time or uh, want to do some lunch entertainment or want to impress the clients, and then I recommend to go for the omakase appetite. With, uh, which features a, a very well-rounded menu offering. And then uh, Shik Coast is 88++, plus plus, and the other one, Appetite Coast, is 128++. Plus plus. For dinner, also we have two course meal, which is Omakase Classic and Omakase Quest. And Omakase Classic is 138++, plus plus, and Omakase Quest is 188++. Plus plus. And then uh, if you are a first-time comer, I recommend to have the Omakase Classic course because you can enjoy like a, a whole experience of the what Omakase Yakiniku is. Maybe you can enjoy like a journey of sequence. And then uh, the other one, Omakase Quest, uh, has some more portions or some like uh, more fancy dishes as well, including the tongue steak I explained. So uh, if you want to try something different or you want to, uh, you, if you are a big eater, then I recommend to have the Omakase Quest. And besides these two, we have the menu called the Omakase as well. This is starting from 280++. And this one is uh, built upon your request. So you can request like uh, what kind of meat you like. You want more marbling meat? You want more lean meat? You love tan or something? We will be building your own course meal upon your request uh, with a one week advance notice. So this is for like uh, maybe something, somebody uh, adventurous, uh, somebody looking for exclusive dishes. Uh, we will customize all the omakase course for you. So we also have this on the omakase course as well. And also uh, we do have variety of the wines and sake. We have the alcohol pairing as well, uh, with, which is uh, created by uh, our sommelier. So I think the uh, drink lover can enjoy the drinks along with our food. Yes, plenty of options, very well priced as well and certainly worth it just for the experience to dine at Yakini Quest. I think people will often ask you this question, Suguru. What's it like owning a business with your wife and particularly something that, you know, requires you, well, the both of you to go directly to the table and do a little bit of cooking? What's it like? 
<laughs> yes, it's overall it's fun. Of course, as you can imagine, we sometimes face a difficult situation because we do business together and we do living together. So uh, sometimes it's a bit tough. It's good to have someone who understands you most with you uh, all the time uh, when you're doing the business, uh, especially it's a, a serious business. So I would say it's a very good experience. Yeah, very interesting partnership, but also the fact that you get to spend every day working with your wife, and that eventually has led to the success of the restaurant. So since opening at Mandarin Gallery recently, because you first opened in 2014, mm. what's been the reception like to your new outlet? Actually, uh, we have been receiving positive feedback from our guests so far, and actually we are very grateful about that. And uh, our guests we used to come to our Botki outlet. Most of them appreciate that we moved to Mandarin Galley, that uh, since it's uh, easier for them to access. And then also uh, we are having new guests as well. So I would say it has been a very good decision for us to move to Mandarin Galley. Yeah, great location, great food, and just, as I mentioned, an incredible experience. Before I let you go, Suguru, on a personal note, what's been the highlight of having your restaurant in Singapore, particularly the new location, having gone through a very difficult time? Well, the F&B industry has been through an incredibly difficult time over the last two years. What's that feeling been like for you? Well, uh, like you said, uh, it has been a tough time, uh, especially for these two years since because of the COVID-19, uh, FMB has been uh, facing very difficult situation. But uh, I was lucky to move to uh, be able to move to Orchard Road at this point of time. I was lucky to uh, having a business in Singapore because uh, Singapore is a very uh, diverse and cosmopolitan country. So uh, it matches to my vision of the spreading yakiniku, uh, spreading power of yakiniku all over the world. So it was nice, and it's even better ever since we moved to Orchard Road because in Orchard Road we have more uh, variety of the guests, including like uh, tourists, locals as well. So uh, it was good. And then uh, on the other side, uh, our previous restaurant at the Boki was a shop house, and then. Uh, we occupied all three stories. So I'm also very happy that I don't need to climb up and down every time anymore. So that was great. Yeah, the new location has been great for you, as well as the reaction and the response to the opening at Mandarin Gallery. We've been in conversation with Suguru Ishida. He's co-owner and managing director at Yakini Quest, a restaurant that highlights Yakiniku Chronicles. Japanese grilled beef. He co-founded the restaurant with his wife. And uh, yeah, go down there, check it out. Definitely worth it just for the experience. Thank you so much, sir. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today again. And then uh, I hope I was able to spread the power of Yakiniku to your listeners as well. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.